There I stand with my mouth open, eyes locked into the telephone screen. And there, there it is, a DNA hit, but not like the last time. This time, the DNA match is a first cousin. Jackpot. Hey guys, what's going on? I am Noah Farrow and welcome to I Adopted. Please rate, review, give me five stars. It helps out so much. Thank you so much. Okay, so last episode, uh, I received my DNA match results from a second party site. Um, what I did is I uploaded my raw data from my 23andMe up to the site in order to cross-section um, data results from other um, DNA um, laboratories. So, um, first, before we go, let me just tell you what raw data is. Raw data is the advanced view of your interpreted raw genotype data. Basically, your DNA information, your code. Um, and then the raw is what I'm able to upload to the website. Now, you may remember emotionally, I've kind of tuned out of the entire situation. I'm not really excited. I'm not really worried. I'm not really happy. I'm just kind of rolling through the motions in an emotional vacuum. Um, almost as if I'm not doing it for me. I am a third party just doing my job. Just doing my job, ma'am. Just doing my job. I haven't even thought about the weight of this situation and how rare the situation is at this point. The people around me know better. They understand that it is bigger than what I'm making it out to be. So they'll check on me. And that's when I realized that it is a little bigger situation than giving way to. Um, I will get, hey, hey, um, so you sure you're okay with this? Or or uh, how are you feeling about the situation? And it's more of a tiptoe around the situation. Hey, are you falling apart yet? You good? Do we need to call somebody? <laughs> but in my head, I'm like, why are y'all asking me this? I don't understand the questions. But asking me this. And it dawns on me later. Um, the way that I'm kind of surgically going about the situation is a defense mechanism that I've developed throughout um, childhood. Well, it started in childhood. Um, and I'm just now... Um, Implemented it toward this situation. It's just something that uh, click kicks in. Um, and it's always, it's been there for a long time. Now, it's kind of like a surgeon that has to work, has, you know, he's a surgeon and the surgeon had to have to perform surgery on his baby. Got to do my job. I got to separate myself. So I guess that's kind of how the situation is. Now, 
Let's kind of rewind back to when I first found out I was adopted. My parents told me about it. I was relatively young, like eight, maybe. And in my head, I formed this idea that I was going to be taken away at some point. Now, the taken came in many forms. Well, actually, two main forms. One, either receive a knock at the door and someone would actively, like biological parents would be, hey, we made a mistake. We're going to take this dude back. Or two, I would do something or just get old. And and again, I'm a kid, so this is how it's developed and given away. Now, in my mind, I figure I have to counteract this situation that in my mind, again, it's going to happen. So, I have a conversation myself with myself and I'm thinking, I can't be super attached. Because if I'm super attached, and when I'm taken away, it's going to hurt. So, I detached myself at that point in time. And um, kind of filtered that throughout all my relationships thereafter. I thought to myself, well, when it happens, someone's going to take me away. Um, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to get emotional. I'm just going to, you know, give everybody a hug and leave. Now, I carried this throughout my life. And like I said, it dipped in and out of my relationships. Um, which is fascinating. Isn't it, guys? Just fascinating. I remember vividly saying to myself, if I can lose my parents twice, and twice meaning giving up the first time, and then in my mind I thought it was going to happen again, then I can lose anything or anyone. So I kind of... Every time an emotional situation came about, closed off. And that's kind of where we are right now, I think. I believe, if I understand myself correctly. Like I said, there I am. I'm standing there with the app open, life-changing information at my fingertips, and I have Actually, two matches. One match, and the first one that actually popped up, popped in, popped out to me was a first cousin, twice removed. Um, it was what they do is they give you a range sometimes. So it's a first cousin twice removed, or possibly a third cousin. It could be from first cousin to third cousin, maybe even a second cousin. One of those. Which is cool. This is actually much closer. Especially if she's a first cousin. Twice removed. And the other one. Was a definite. First cousin. Now. First cousin match. What does that mean? That is. That's as good as. Almost as good as a brother. Or a sister. We are in the base family. He knows things. It's like I was given a key to all the questions I've always wanted answered at that moment. All I had to do, turn it. 
My cousin's name is Woody. And he lives in San Diego. I've lived in Los Angeles for more than 15 years now. 15 years. Los Angeles, a city of 15 million plus people in the metro, complete metro area. And within a matter of seconds, I have now discovered that I am 30 minutes to three hours away from um, a segment of my life that um, I guess I've always thought of at one point, at some way, shape, and in some way, shape, and form in my life. 30 minutes. Three uh, three hours, three hours to San Diego, and um, turns out the first cousin twice removed is in Los Angeles. She and her daughter, who is, I guess, I don't know, fifth cousin. I'm so confused at this point in time, but yeah. So they live in Los Angeles. And at this point, I find myself at a loss as to what to do. Um, it's almost like information overload and I'm just, all this rushes at me. Oh my God, what do I need to do? Um, I have names. What's next? Um, and I'm the kind of person that needs things now. I'm not great with waiting. I'm very impatient. So at this point, I'm like, I want all this information now. Not really how it works, but that's how I felt. So, um, yeah, I had to have a little seat, sat down for a minute, took a breath, thought about my next move. Finally, the weight of the situation hopped upon my back. Pop, 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 pop. And I had to breathe a little bit. It was only there for a hot second, though, because I went clinical again because it was time for research. It was time to track these people down. Now, at this point, uh, it's not all me. Um, the track down session has begun. Um, and I have a friend whose name I will not mention on this podcast um, because she doesn't like her name mentioned, which is weird, but whatever. Like she's Lord Voldemort, but whatever. Um, we will call her Lonnie. Lonnie is going to help. And Lonnie is an expert researcher and nosy. So <laughs> I explained to her and she's been along for the, this ride up to this point to begin with. And um, I explained to her the people that I found and how I found them. And we were on our way. Facebook, armed with Facebook, armed with the names that I had from 
um, from the the twenty well the My Heritage website. Um, we went to work. We went to work. Um, through random research, uh, we kind of narrowed it down to the states that it, I personally was born in Oklahoma. So we figured they might be a bunch of cowboys, you know, might still be around that area. Turns out they are. So the family origins comes from Denison, Texas. Now, Denison is in Grayson County, Texas, which is like 75 miles away from Dallas. Um, the limits extend like north to the Red River. If you've ever, if you know anything about football, Red River rivalry, that's where this comes from, which forms the Oklahoma state line, Oklahoma state line. So it's right there, Oklahoma. They're all called almost Oklahomans. Not quite. Now, Denison is the birthplace, fun fact, of Dwight Eisenhower, the 34th president of the United States, ladies and, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Military industrial complex and such. So, at this point, the research is on between me and Connie. A lot of information pops up very quickly. Again, cousins. Cousins are the key. Cousins are brothers and sisters adjacent. I don't know. <laughs> but as soon as I saw the cousin, I knew it was something. The interesting thing is I decided to focus a little bit on the cousins in Los Angeles, which are actually probably more distant. Uh, the first cousin twice removed and the, her daughter. I think I jumped into that because, frankly, Los Angeles. So um, I sent them emails. Uh, they have never returned those emails, but I did send them Facebook a request and emails. So, you know, maybe later. Um, then, um, through my cousin that I found in San Diego and Facebook, basically I three use three tools. I use Facebook. I used a research tool to find people and their information. And then I used obituaries. So it was a branch, a joint um, meeting of the minds between three ways of finding various people. Um, and they fit together perfectly. It was a puzzle piece. Um, I sent out several uh, Facebook requests to cousins or actually I didn't know what they were at the, the moment. Could have been my sisters and brothers. Who knows? Um, through Facebook um, and a couple of them through email and then we wait now on my, on the other end, Lonnie is out there doing her research as well, as well with obituaries and we're discovering different people. Oh, look at this person. Now we're seeing them on Facebook. Oh yeah. I see him. He has your eyes or she has your eyes or this is, this is the grandmother or this is the great grandmother we see family trees why do i have a family tree because woody had a family tree on there so I'm, I, everything is opening up to me i get names and dates obituaries and births but no return not to me through woody and not through 
LinkedIn because that's how Lonnie got a hold, uh, got in contact with him originally as well. A contact, but shot him uh, a request. So even though we're discovering a lot and it's opening my eyes up to the, to the reality that this is happening and I'm seeing people that look like me which for the first time that blows my freaking mind. I still know that in the grand scheme of things, I'm, I'm short. I need a response from Woody. We need to talk. And I got to the point where I had shot out so many emails. Lonnie is doing her due diligence. She's shooting out emails or requests or doing her stalkery thing. I don't think she directly hits people up. It's a, I don't know what her thing was, but it was working. Shoot. Um, but no response. So imagine you were right there on the precipice of all the information you've always wanted. And they are not responding, which is understandable. This random guy, your quote, your quote unquote long lost cousin. Cause that's how I framed it in my head. Long lost cousin. Um, or perhaps brother and sister again, don't know that at the time has zoomed back into existence and said, hello. Hey, you don't know me. Check it out. Um, we're related. Want to talk? Huh? Huh? So I get it. I got it on their side. So what I did, because I'm a zero to 60 guy. I may have mentioned this before. <laughs> I'm, I'm zero. I'm nothing or I'm all in. And so um, I said to myself, let me sit back for a week. And I remember it was, I think it was the last day of that, that period my down period. And I said to Lonnie, um, so I told, I explained to her, look, I told myself, I'm not going to look for anybody this week. I'm not going to worry about anybody this week. I'm going to be chill about this whole scenario. No researching or anything. And I have done it. But I'm letting you know right now, because she's tried to talk me off of the alleged several times. <laughs> I'm just, calling people or doing, you know, Hey, guess what? Noah. Yeah. Um, this is awkward, but deal with it kind of situation. But, um, I told her things are going to change after today. And sure enough, I guess it was the next day she received a, a response from none other than Woody. Woody responded. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining me on another episode of I Adopted. You can follow me at Noah Farrow. That's P-H-A-R-A-O-H. So that's at N-O-A-P-H-A-R-A-O-H. Or follow me at the Pharaoh King. That's Instagram. Follow me on Twitter at the Pharaoh King. Who you hear singing in the background is my mom, Carolyn Mitchell Music. 
Thank you guys for following me. Thank you guys for listening. And I appreciate you. Till next time.